Hello, and welcome to the second season of the Sunnydale Diaries, a podcast where I and my friend Melanie Hello. are watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And we are heading into season two. Holy moly. This is where it gets good. This is where it gets good. So I'm told. Yes. Uh, I will say that this uh, first episode of uh, season two is probably my least favorite season opener. Okay. I will say that. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the episode, uh, let's talk about summer vacations. Right. Because this is about this. We come back in after they're getting back from summer vacation. Yeah. So were you a big summer vacation? Did your family do a lot of summer vacation stuff when you were younger? Not really like big trips. We tend to do those more over like winter break over like President's Week. We always got up, got off um, in New York. So we uh, we come to Florida a lot actually. Yeah. But uh, summer was like local trips, like trips within New York. Lots of road trips. Lots of road trips. Did you have a station wagon? No, no, no. We had a, a dinky Ford Escort. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it broke man. down all the time. Family trip in the Ford Escort. Yeah. Oh. We always had uh, like big conversion vans, you know, it was the mm. 80s. So we had big, like with the TV and the fancy van. That was how my family rolled. And uh, we did a lot of trips when we lived up north, of course, a lot of trips to Florida, Disney a lot. And then um, I don't know that we really did road trips. We might have driven up to Massachusetts. Because that's we had family up there, but I know when I was in high school, old enough to be driving myself around. Man, summer was the best. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, there was one summer where I think it was my first summer of college, and I had a car. I didn't have a job. All I did was go to the beach every mm-hmm. day and mm-hmm. hang out with my friends. Go out to eat. I don't know where I got the money for this, but that's all I did. It was amazing. I had such a good tan that summer. (laughs) I'm going to have to show you the picture. It's the best tan I've ever had in my life. Good times. Yeah. When I was able to drive, I didn't get my license until right after uh, high school graduation. Uh, And it took me three times to pass. Yeah. What? Why? The first time I was just really nervous. Yeah. And... I... And then there was that pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay, so the second time. No, well, so what were you nervous? What did you not do right? Uh, basically, I mean, I didn't do anything, like, dangerous, but mm. I just, I wasn't ready. Okay. Like, no, like, my... I mean, what do you have to do to fail your driver's test? Just not park well. Oh. Yeah, my parallel parking wasn't good. Uh, like, he could tell, or he, I'm yeah, and... sexist. The driver it... test couldn't tell that. You were confident in your driving. Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't. No. Like, my father maybe took me out three or four times. Oh, and yeah. I just, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, the second time was perfect until the very last turn into where we started. It was a left turn. Yeah. There was a car coming. Yeah. I felt I had plenty of time to go. <laughs> yeah. However, the driving test instructor did not. And it was, it was through a driving school, the car that I was using, because I got lessons at failing the first time. And so it had dual dual brakes, my side and the passenger side, and she slammed on those brakes, and that was the end of that. Oh, man. And then the third time, everything was good, and probably about halfway through, she like pulled out her little stamp and stamped it as passed. So then I'm like, I need to get back. I need to get back and not screw up in this last <laughs> half because I passed. So you squealed out. <laughs> Hit a couple of people. <laughs> like It was on Grand Theft Auto. No, no. Did, I, did we already talk about driver's ed? 
don't think so. That was a summer thing that I did um, in high school where that was like all me and all my friends that summer, we did driver's ed. It must have been like a, you know, you got money off your insurance or something. Mm-hmm. So all our parents, it was through the high school and they had, um, oh, I don't remember what kind of cars they were. They were just sedans. There's like five of them. And you'd watch some movies in the class and they'd talk about rules of the road. And then you'd all go out to the cars. And everybody would get in the cars and drive in our figure eights or drive around the, the track. And uh, so that was good practice. And then you'd get blinded by a witch and walk in front of a bus <laughs> like Cordelia did. No. But somebody did wreck one of the driver's ed cars Ooh. in the figure eight. Because they made us go through with other cars. Mm. And so you had to be careful. And they made us go backwards around the figure eight with other cars. And I think that was it that uh, he hit one of the other cars. Um, What I remember from Driver's Ed was it was the year that Bon Jovi Slippery When Wet came out. And I was very anti-Bon Jovi. I knew nothing about Bon Jovi. But I was like, yeah, it's heavy metal. It's not me. (laughs) And this kid that I was in the car with at the time... He was like, he put it in the cassette player and I was like, oh no. And I ended up loving the album. It's a good album. It was a good album. And also that they told us we couldn't have the air conditioners on. This is in Florida in the summer. Mm. And so we were supposed to have all the windows down. So we would just have the windows down with the air conditioner on and be sneaky about it. Now that you say that, maybe we have talked about driver's ed already, but not to this detail. Okay. It was probably- James Lano. (laughs) That's who was in the car with me. If you're listening, James. He was also my bowling nemesis. Wow, that might go into the title of the episode. Bowling nemesis. <laughs> bowling nemesis. Or on the band names list. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so once I got my license, yeah, I drove around so, so much in the summer. Yeah. Just, yeah, you know, I'd go visit people at work. Yeah. Like, I would I'd just drive. Yes. I loved it. It was amazing having that freedom. My, my best friend and I used to drive around. Like, we'd get out of school and we'd just go drive around um, Broward County and... I used to like, I don't know if it was a seasonal thing, but it seems like we were always finding like roadside carnivals and stuff. Just oh. like go to this, you know, Podunk Carnival and ride the, what was that called? The Himalaya. Okay. Remember the Himalaya? All those spin around and get you sick rides. Oh yes. man. Put together in a half an hour by <laughs> Jim Bob and had no sense of mortality at that point. Uh-uh. Nope. Were you a summer camp kid? No. Neither. No. Neither was I. Um, I went to one day of Girl Scout camp mm-hmm. and just as a day, because I was so, you know, we've talked about bullying and mm-hmm. I think I had such social anxiety that I didn't want to go spend the night right. at the Girl Scout camp. So my mom brought me for the day and that was even too much for me. I ended up having like heat exhaustion or something <laughs> and had to go home. I don't know what. Oh my gosh. Like, childhood trauma. I don't even think like, it was something I even thought about wanting no. to do. No. I And I don't know, like, everybody now, they, parents send their kids to camps. Mm-hmm. I mean, not camping camps so much, but... Day camps, at least. Day camps, at least. But I I don't think it was such a thing. Mm-hmm. Only camp like, camp I could think of was, like, space camp, because it was a prize on Double Dare. <laughs> and, and computer camp. Like, later on, I remember kids going to computer camp. Oh, but I don't even know if that nerds. was like a sleepover thing. Right. But camping camp, I don't know. Maybe because we were in Florida. I mm. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a thing in, in my group anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Like my husband, he went every summer. He went up to upstate New York for camp. Like I mean, for so many years, he ended up becoming a counselor in the summers. Wow. But for me, never. No. It was pretty much, you know, and my parents were like, you know, just to me and my sister, 
Yeah. Go play. Go play. Yeah. I know. Go play. <laughs> Be home for dinner. Yeah. I mean, I did, there was a lot of Nintendo. I know I read yeah, a know lot. That. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. We didn't, yeah. One summer. It's a different time. Yeah. In between 10th and 11th grade, I um, you know, was trying to get some volunteer hours in because, you know, college is coming up and. So I wrote a letter to my local library, which I was a big fan of. Mm -hmm. Very nice library, and mm -hmm. you know, asked if I could volunteer there. Mm -hmm. And you know, they called me up and said, "You know, we've never really allowed student volunteers before, but we were so impressed with your letter, which was cool." So you know, I go in thinking, you know, I'll be like putting back some books. Uh -huh. You know, what they had me do what? They had me take. There was like a whole area where they had like periodicals out, newspapers, magazines. Yeah. Go to each shelf, take everything off. Dust it. Yeah, they had me clean. You were the janitor. I was. I mean, nothing. You were the magazine janitors, janitors, but like, not. I mean, it's volunteers, so I guess I really want to. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I did it for like two weeks. And then by the third week, so my dad would drop me off. Uh -huh. By the third week, I just like went, grabbed a book off the shelf, went in the corner of the library, <laughs> and read because like, yeah, I'm done. I've had enough. My um second year of college, I did work study both my first two years, and my second year. I worked at the library on campus and I got to do that. Like, go, you'd go in, you'd sign in, you'd go down to the front desk and you'd get the, the uh, cart of books that had to be reshelved up and down the, the mm -hmm. library tower and you would just go floor to floor and do that. And uh, yeah, that wasn't very fun. <laughs> I did a great job, of course. And my the lady of that course. was in charge wanted me to, to work over the summer. And uh, I think I did commute to the commute for a little while from Broward down to Miami to do that summer job. But um, a lot of times she found me up in the stacks just reading books too. <laughs> <laughs> she was very sneaky, that lady. You couldn't hear her coming either. She worked in a library. She knew how to be quiet. She was very sneaky. Do you ever take any summer college courses? My last few years of college, I did. Um, my first two, no, I was off the summer having fun. But mm. yeah, I did because um, I wanted to get done. Okay. I went two years in Miami, took a year off, and then came back and finished at University of Florida. And by that time, I had grown up enough that I was like, I need to get this degree and right, get this show right. on the road. So, yeah, I was like, T -t 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 -t, get it done. I don't think I ever knew you took a year off. I did. Oh, that's a whole story in itself. Okay. I moved to California with a guy. Oh, it was that year? Yes, it was okay. that year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure there will be a topic. Uh, in a future episode. Mm, where poor we choices. <laughs> poor romantic choices. No. There's lots of opportunities in this show to talk about poor romantic choices. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I tried one summer class after my freshman year. I tried organic chemistry. Oh, yeah. And my thinking was, because I have heard it, it was a very difficult class. So my thinking was, well, if I take a summer, I could just focus on that. Yeah. Instead of trying to do that one with the whole other course load. Yeah. Yeah, and that didn't work. That's a really hard class, isn't it? Yeah. Like, super hard. It was very, very difficult, uh, and I failed the first test, and I mean, not too many on horn, but technically, I don't fail tests. Right. So, I withdrew, never told my mom, because she, she actually had paid for that one. Most of the, my college I paid for, but she paid for that, so I uh, used my... <clears throat> my scanner, I remember, I remember we talked about scanners. Yeah, scanomatic. Yep, yeah, I scanned in the like report card with the W on it and copied and pasted an oh A over gosh, it. Sean. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm Did a... you ever confess? No. Oh my gosh, no. Sean. I know, I know. 
Then she died three years later. Oh, Sean! So she'll never know. Oh! Do your sister know? Oh, yeah, I told okay. her. Yeah. I did do my master's thesis course over the summer, which was very difficult because I was, um, my degree is in elementary education. And I don't know if you know this, but there's no elementary school in the summer. So it's really hard to do case study work when there's no children in school. Right. So, you know, I don't want to burst any bubbles, but there was a lot of fabrication in my thesis. (laughs) 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 I mean, we had like three weeks of, you know, meeting with some kids that were doing some summer activity or probably like camp things that we'd pull them out of and and try to do these uh, educational studies on them. And oh, my gosh. Mm. Instead of, you know, the normal however long is how long is a semester. You know, instead of however long the yeah, four, months, yeah. four months. Yeah, we had like three weeks. <laughs> oh geez. Wow. <laughs> Whatever. I graduated straight A's. Thank you very much. Nice. So very my cool. creative writing skills are up there. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Favorite summer memory before we hop in. That summer of the beach, man. Okay. Oh, good times. All right. Nice. For me, uh let's see, I'm gonna go with my twenty first birthday. Oh, yeah? My birthday's in the summer. Yeah. Um, but so I had, during the day, I had gone to Splish Splash, which is the Long Island water park, okay. with my sister. And we had a, a really good time. And then that night, I went out, my husband and some other friends, to the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just went club hopping around the Hamptons. And uh, I think I told you this already. At one point, I drank a beer out of the bartender's shoe. Yes, you told me that story. Yep. Uh, and it was just, it was a fun night. We uh, we did not drive. We were safe. Good. And uh, it was... Pre-Uber. It was, oh, yes. Very Way much so. Pre-Uber. Um, and it was, it was just a great time. The summer nights. Nice. Thank you. It's not an episode without you dropping a little <laughs> bit of singing. And I like I it. I love it. All right, let's talk about When She Was Bad. Season 2, Episode 1. Also, the episode where Buffy is a bitch. Man. So they did start with a little recap Mm -hmm. um, of Season 1. And they focused on Angel professing his love for Buffy. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, the battle with the Master and the Master is dead. And then uh, Colin the Anointed. Yes. So I assume that's going to play throughout Season 2. We're going to have more. An angel and Buffy, which, eh, and uh, uh, and Colin. Mm-hmm. Okay. More did Colin. You, did you notice that the previously um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was not voiced by the creepy voiceover guy? It was voiced by Giles. Oh, Giles. Oh, I, no, I did not. Okay. I did notice that um, in another episode, though. Okay. In episode two. Mm-hmm. So we open and uh, Xander and Willow are in walking around the graveyard. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're thinking about their friend Buffy. So that's what, what do you think of when you think of Buffy? Vampires. You go, death, vampires, death at the cemetery. Yeah. So it's a nice, you know, casual stroll by the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Eating ice cream. Eating ice cream and doing movie quotes. Mm-hmm. And their movie quotes were, what were they? The first one, I don't know. It was. Uh... In the few hours that we had together, we've loved a lifetime's worth from Terminator. I didn't remember that quote, but I'm sure they're right. Yeah. Uh, it's a madhouse, Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Use the Force, Luke. Oh, use the Force, Luke, right. Yeah. So my my question was, they were talking about how boring their summer was. Mm-hmm. No monsters, boring. And so I was like, well, so what? Why no monsters? Like, the master goes away and then there's just nothing? And 
So Buffy, and then Buffy's out of town. Yes. She's in LA, I guess, with her dad, right? With Monzo. Mm-hmm. And uh, so is there no monsters because it's summer vacation and they all take a vacation? Or is it summer, va- or is it because Buffy's not there? Or is it because the master's gone? We don't know. I'm going to postulate that the master, because the master's gone, that, that things are just in disarray and... They all just, all the vampires who are left, they just went their separate ways. But it's not just vampires. There's monsters, too. It's the Hellmouth. It's not just vampires. As we've seen from season one, where it was like only two episodes about vampires, and the rest were all about random monsters. Yep. Yeah. Right? So, the Hellmouth closes up for a summer vacation. (laughs) Maybe, you know. They all went on a road trip together. (laughs) To Disney. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe they went to another Hellmouth. Maybe, maybe there's like a Hellmouth on each coast, and so they just go by coastal. I don't know. Anyway, so um, Xander and Willow are walking and talking, and and then uh, I was wondering because there was some serious like romantic vibes mm-hmm. going on. He there puts was. the ice cream on her nose, that and then he's cute. like looking in her eyes, and they're and they're gonna kiss. And so I was like, oh, I think one of my predictions was off. Like I said, like. They weren't going to get together till season three. And so I was like, Ooh, maybe they're going to get together right now. But no. Because vampire. A vampire. They referenced uh, the Amish and a movie called Witness. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, they did. I have not seen that movie. So fill me in. Um, Witness is about there's an Amish community and there, uh, there's a murder. Okay. And the witness to the murder is and that little Amish kid played by Lucas Haas. Okay. H-A-A-S. Okay. Lucas Haas. Little Lucas Haas. And, oh, I don't remember who plays his mom. But they were there. It was like in the train station bathroom or something. And so little Lucas Haas sees it through the, the stall. And so Harrison Ford plays a cop or FBI or something who is going to investigate this murder and he has to insert himself into the Amish community mm. um, to kind of figure out what happened and to get this kid to help him to remember what happened to find the killer. So he gets into the Amish community and he make you know, they pretend he's Amish and it's about him blending in. He ends up having an affair with the Amish mom and da 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 and so it turns into like a, a crime thriller kind of thing. Okay. And- but there's a scene where he's of riding the horse and buggy with the Amish people, and there's uh, you know some uh, English you know people from out outside world, mm-hmm. and they're like picking on and making fun of the Amish people who are nonviolent. And um, one of the English guys comes up and he puts ice cream on the Amish guy's nose. It might be Harrison's uh, port's nose. I'm not sure. I don't remember. And um, and they can't do anything about it because you know they're nonviolent. Right. But then I think Harrison Ford does get violent with that guy. So it's not a sweet moment like what what Xander did to Willow. Oh. Well, I mean, it is a sweet moment, but you know, the the ice cream on the nose reminded him of the movie, I guess. Right. Well, the yeah, ice cream no, on the, the ice cream on the nose. But... I meant that it, when it happens in Witness, it's not a sweet moment. No. Okay. No. Right, I uh, yeah. So vampire. Okay, vampire. Out. Like split second vampire, and mm. then Buffy's there, and she kicks him into a tree, and that kills him. It's wood. Wood through the heart. Was there wood through the heart? Yes. I don't know. To me, it just looked like she slammed him against the tree and he exploded. I was like, what the heck? Palm tree. (laughs) Death by palm tree. What? There was a branch. All right. Before Buffy showed up, Willow met something about, you know, getting getting postcards. Willow made a comment about getting postcards from Buffy. Yeah. 
those cards. I don't, you send them to your niece I send and them nephew, to my niece and right? nephews. Yep. That, I feel like that's that's a dying. Uh, and we send appoint reminder po- appointment reminder postcards uh, mm-hmm. to our patients right. at my yeah. job. Okay. That's about it, though. Yeah, yeah. Postcards are expensive now. They are. And like dollar twenty five, dollar fifty for a postcard. And then the price of the stamps. I'm telling in you, in my day, get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Buffy's back. She says, "Miss me." Xander and Willow as she's kicking the vampire into the tree when he explodes. And then shredding guitar opening credits. Yep. <laughs> same same credits. I was a little surprised. They uh, used the season one same opening credit scenes. Like they didn't insert season two clips. shots, clips. Yeah. 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 I had the same thought when I was watching yeah. it. Okay. So and then we are uh, uh, Buffy. We're back to Buffy, no. Yeah. Buffy, yeah. Okay. Xander, Buffy, Buffy, okay. I noticed that Buffy's not wearing the cross. Yes, in I this first so scene. Too. Okay. Yep, interesting. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, Willow said that they uh, they buried the master by the tree, right? Yep. Giles uh, poured holy water, consecrate yep. the ground. Yep. And yeah, you know, they ask her, "Have you seen Giles?" Just kind of like nonchalant. I'll, I'll see him at school. Yep. Something's off. Something's off. You could tell. Yep. Something's up. Um, so then we're back at home, and uh, Monzo and Joyce are, are hanging out in Buffy's room and unpacking all the clothes and shoes that he bought for her while she was away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes out some really heinous yellow. Exactly uh, what I wrote. I don't know, platform shoes. Oh, man. Those are some yellow, ugly shoes. And then he makes a comment about, you know, they're talking about how she was kind of distant with him yeah. over the summer. No and he connection. doesn't know why, no connection. And then he's like, at least when she was burning stuff down, I knew what to say. And I was like, well, okay. She burned down a gym. Mm-hmm. She burned down one thing. She wasn't burning down stuff. Right. Like, she's not like a pyro running around and burning down buildings every day. You know, yep. she was burning down one thing. Right. Yep. Yep. And I imagine what he wanted to say was, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that Amonzo and Joyce are able to have at least what looks like a civil relationship. Amonzo is a very sensitive guy. Yeah. In in the show and in the little house. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw something. I almost forwarded it to you today. It was a um uh, Facebook maybe post or Instagram, I don't know. About um Monzo and Laura Ingalls uh first kiss on a uh, little house and how there was such an age difference between the two actors mm. and that there were chaperones on set and oh, wow. uh Melissa Gilbert's mom was there. And it was her first kiss in life as well as on screen. And as she was doing, her mom was (laughs) disrupting the whole scene by crying and saying, my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know. We should, we have to come up with a list of questions for Dean Butler if ever we meet him. Like, Uh, I, you know, so many people are doing cons now that are not necessarily related to like a sci fi show that, like, I saw like, Gina Davis is going to. I mean, nothing against Gina Davis. I like her, but that's interesting. And, and just a couple of other. I mean, she was on Earth Girls Are Easy. That's pretty. Sad. Okay, yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> but just a few, or even the ones that are coming to MegaCon in Orlando. It, it's. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, shows up. We'll have to go. My sister-in-law's cousin uh, is uh, an NPR uh, reporter in Orlando. Uh, they do the space reporting, and mm. he's going to be at MegaCon. Ooh. They're doing a whole panel. Cool. I know. They're really, these cons are really branching out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so anyway, Monzo. No connection. No connection. Something's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, first day of school, uh, we come, we see Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Cordelia's got uh, some new hair, I think. Yeah. Got like it's like frosted or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frosted. Yeah. Um, walking around with her minions who don't talk. Yeah. Just she just like when she goes from one side of the set to the other side with with a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say a word. She's like the Regina George of Buffy. She really is. Yeah. Yeah. She had some some things in this episode and the next episode that made me laugh. I know you're happy about I that. I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, we, we get uh, Giles and uh, Snyder. Yes. Okay. So I got to show you a screen print I took. I was standing up taking a picture of this on my phone. Um, they're walking along and there's a poster behind them. And I think it says, make a statement that you can take off at night. And it's a picture of a guy. And I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah, you know, I I did I I did see that. I'm what like, is a statement you could take off at night? I don't know. I'll do some Googling. like what's behind Principal Snyder's head there? I think it's got to be like a temporary tattoo, maybe. I don't know. I'm googling right I don't now. Know. Okay, all right. So the Google has found no results. So, oh, that's a good one. If anybody knows what that's about, okay. So we meet Armin Shiverman at the con. We'll just show it. Picture, like, he's not gonna know. I know, I'm just being funny. Okay, <laughs> but I bet somebody knows. Somebody knows. Um, so anyway, they're talking, um, and I'm writing down, Wow, Principal Snyder really dislikes kids, he does, and he's comparing them to um locusts. And he says that, um, he refers to their relentless, pointless desire to exist. And then he calls them hormonal time bombs, mm-hmm. and he just has to keep an eye on them. I don't know what he thinks he's going to do, but... And then uh, Giles voices exactly what I wrote down and says, you really shouldn't have... Maybe you shouldn't be a principal. Yeah. Like, how did he... How was he even a teacher? <laughs> I don't know. How is the school even open? <laughs> there is the first it's one. perfect. <laughs> he's the perfect principal for this crazy school. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's... But, Where nothing makes sense. I mean, I, I like Mr. Flutie, but I do think you need somebody a little firmer. Yeah. 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 He's pretty firm. Yep. And then uh, Giles sees, sees Jenny Calendar. Jenny Calendar. I'm not digging her Uma Thurman Pulp Fiction hair. No. <laughs> no. Oh, so I got to tell you, I was looking her up, um, that actress. Mm-hmm. Ruby Lamar. I'm probably butchering the yes. pronunciation. Have you ever looked her up, who I have she not. is? No, I have not. Uh, You're dropping knowledge. I'm gonna. She, remember um, when Prince did the um, Diamonds and Pearls album, mm-hmm. and he had those two chicks, mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, yeah. She's Pearl. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she was like, that was when Prince stopped talking, mm-hmm. and so Diamond and Pearl talked for him. Huh. I know. And so she was Pearl, and his spokesperson, spokesperson, and then she retired from acting, and now she's a Christian lecturer, teacher. Really? Yes. She and she's not the first Prince protege woman who has gone totally Christian. Uh I think it was Apollonia, who was before your time. Oh, yeah. Or like an eighty early eighties prince person. And she went totally Christian too. I don't know, Prince is just drive him to God. <laughs> drive, that... drive him to Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I know. But can you believe that? That she was a pearl. Huh. 
I have a I have a Jenny related fact that I think is pretty cool. Bring it. Well, I can't. It, oh. It's it's in a future episode oh. of the season. But I thought that was good, but not not compared to what you just said. Right. Wow. Yeah. At the age of twenty two, she retired from dance and she turned to acting. And then, um, let's see. Since her role ended on Buffy, she's been guest star guest star on things. Uh, let's see. For more than 10 years, she was retired from acting, focusing her efforts on other priorities such as Christian counseling, although she can seem be, be seen in commercials and smaller roles. Interesting. Very interesting. Jenny. I still think it's funny that she was born the same year as Cordelia and she's playing a teacher. Oh, Cordelia's well, playing yeah. a, a high school student. Yeah, well. Um, so Jenny Callender went to Burning Man over the summer. Of course she did. With the naked mud whatever... Yep. That's her Jenny. Yeah. She's a free spirit. <laughs> the techno pagan. Yep. I, I did think it was cute that, you know, Snyder is still like on his soliloquy about these kids. And he says something like, every boy turns into a gibbering fool and Giles and is Giles just does. like drooling over yes. her. Yeah. That's cute. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so then Giles sees Buffy. He's like, how's, how was your summer? How are you? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm ready to train. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And All we right. get a training montage. I wrote Hard Rock Tumbling Montage. Yep. Wee-oo, And it included the quarterstaff. Dodge, parry, ha-ha. And we trip and trip and trip it, <laughs> trip it up and down. So, and then she finishes after she snaps the training post in, in two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she's like, she's like, she's all coked up or something. It was like her Elizabeth Berkeley moment. She was like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. I was like, oh my gosh, girl. So yeah, she, what she, is going on? She had some rage. She got something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we switched to um, there's a vampire meeting at the warehouse. Mm-hmm. We're not, no, no, we're not no. there yet? No, no, we are. Oh, I was going to okay. say, we're not in church anymore. No. We we're, got destroyed. We're in like a barn warehouse like uh yeah yeah and we got the guy who i guess is um asmodeus is that his name i think that's what i said when yeah. i saw in the credits and so and so is asmodeus or whatever it was i was like oh gosh okay new character and uh yeah so he's like the leader of this i don't know what you call it group this new group of vampires mm-hmm. and then colin's right there dressed like johnny cash <laughs> With little, little Johnny Cash with his floppy hair. <laughs> he's got the black, he's all in black, black, black turtleneck. Mm-hmm. And so he's like growing up a little bit, but he still doesn't say much. Yeah. And then, um, oh, and then uh, we're, I don't know what room they're sitting in. Buffy and Xander and Willow mm-hmm. and they're just chit-chatting. Yeah, it was like, it wasn't a cafeteria. It was like I a know, lounge. they have like these little lounges in this school. I don't know. It's California. It's California. And, um. Then Giles comes in and he's like, well, what did he say to open it? But I know he, he ended with, I killed you once. Yeah, yeah they killed you once. It shouldn't be too difficult yeah, to do it again. Yep. And then she grabs his face, pulls off his face. It was like a Mission Impossible mm-hmm. style mask. Yep. Yep. And it's the master. Oh, and she wakes up. It's mm-hmm. a bad dream. on mm-hmm. her, And she's laying on her crocheted pillowcase. <laughs> and Angel's just chilling. There's Angel. Just- oh, but before that, before Angel, before she wakes up, one of the... One of the things that um, uh, Xander says when Buffy sits down and they're talking, he says, you could tell us we're your bosom friends. We're friends of your bosom. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, Xander. 
All right, so yeah, so then Angel is just sitting there creepily in her room. Like, Stalker. ew. Just, ew. Right? Yeah. And then as he's standing there, he's like, may I come in? It's like, you're already in. And she's given a major attitude, but I think it's deserved. Yes. I was creeped out at first when she woke up and her bed was right next to the window. I was like, girl, that's not safe. Mm-mm. And the window's wide open. I was like, oh, you know, this is California. They're crazies out there. <laughs> so anyway, she's kind of a jerk to him, too. Yeah. And she turns over literally and gives him the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then, except she has a little, you know, he's like, I missed you. And she goes to say it, too, but then yeah. he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. You lost your chance. Mm-hmm. Too little, too late. Um, all right, then uh, Buffy, Willow, Xander at the lockers. Xander's ugly green, yellow, white, black strap shirt. Buffy's in pants. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, definitely less pastel-y. Mm-hmm. So far this episode, she's wearing dark clothes. And so, you know, if you haven't figured out already that something's off with Buffy. <laughs> no boots. <laughs> no boots. No, no short pastels. skirts. Yeah, gray you know. pants. Gray, mm-hmm. black, and white. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, some cute sparring between Cordelia and Xander. Yeah. yeah. And then they're talking about how Chibamato is going to be at the bronze. You remember Chibamato? I, I was going to ask. I did You don't not. remember that? I had to look them up. Oh, yeah. No. I have them on my on my uh, Spotify playlist. Okay. The, the song that they're playing at the bronze is called Spoon. Um, I did look them up. They, um, when they started, I guess their their name, Chibamato, means something. In the Crazy time. food. Crazy food. And their first album, all the songs were named after food. Oh, okay. But then... Later, Sean Lennon joined their group. I did not know that. Is he related to John Lennon? Yes, he's John Lennon's son. Okay. And uh, he was dating one of the girls in the band. But anyway, he joined the band and he's in that scene at the bronze. Oh, okay. Man, you're just, you're full of it today in a good way. I know. So, oh yeah. So uh, the sparring between um, Cordelia and Xander and then Buffy burns Cordelia, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. She says, I... You won't tell anyone I'm the Slayer. I won't tell anyone you're a moron. And she just walks off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ouch! Yikes! Yeah, yeah. She's Buffy. Yeah, something going on. Whew. All right. So, yep. So we're at the Bronze. We're listening to Chiba Motto, yep. and uh, and Willow's got a cup of ice cream because you know, <laughs> I, I was gonna. <laughs> the I'm... menu at the Bronze <laughs> is so diverse. Do you want to say it? What is this club? <laughs> Uh, ice cream. They've got a freaking ice cream parlor back there. Oh, I, I didn't know. Soft I was wondering, serve ice cream. Was it ice cream? Was it cappuccino foam? No, it I think it was ice cream. Okay. Buttery croissants and ice cream. And Xander doesn't care. Like, you got Xander's like, oh, I know, man. Boys suck. The magic is over. They had that one moment, that one <laughs> chance to get the other. Because Buffy it. wasn't there, so yeah. he was like, You'll you know, do. Sloppy seconds, or not mm-hmm. sloppy, but you know what I mean. I like, know what you, you know. Yep. Um, and then Buffy does show up. And, uh, oh, okay, no, there's a little interspersed scene here. Um, we're at the cemetery, and mm-hmm. we're digging up the master's uh, bones. Yeah, the grave. Which I was like, I gotta say, in my experience with vampires, you don't just bury it all in one place. Like, you chop off the head, and you put that somewhere. I agree. Right? Yeah, and Dracula, they would chop off the head and stuff them out with garlic. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Is that in the book? That's how they do it in the book? That's how they do it in the All book. All right. Yeah. Stuff the mouth. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I guess he figured consecrating the ground was enough. Yeah, Apparently the... not, because mm-hmm. Colin, with his turtleneck, is like, you MFers keep digging. I don't care if it's consecrated. It burns. And it burns. And they're just using their hands because they're too dumb to bring shovels with them. I don't know what Some that's gloves. about. Right? Some gloves? No. Something. They can't put gloves on. They got long nails. That's true. Right? That's true. 
But uh, yeah, all right, Colin. But he, he he that's all that whole speech I just gave is encapsulated encapsulated when he just says dig. Yep. <laughs> Keep digging. <laughs> there was a tone. They were back to the bronze. They were back to the bronze, and Buffy is like, not only is she mean, but she's like a whore. (laughs) (laughs) We got a sultry, slow song. Right? Like, she's like grinding on Xander, and you can tell, as much as he likes Buffy, he was not into it. No. He was like, this is wrong. He knew it was wrong. Cordelia knew it was wrong. Willow knew it was, everybody knew it was wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Poor Angel is standing there. Everybody's ticked off. And then when she walks away, it's like, <laughs> I noticed all the extras are watching her walk away. I was like, man, that's a bad acting right there. You're not supposed to be watching her, I don't think. I don't think the whole club would stop. No. Um, and Cordelia, Cordelia follows her out mm-hmm. and tells her, really you know, what's wrong with you? And I was like, man, if Cordelia is calling mm-hmm. you out. You're really campaigning for a bitch of the year. Right? Yes. And then she says, whatever's going on, get over it. Spank your inner yeah, moppet. I had to look up what a moppet was. What? So a moppet is a young child. Yeah. So what did she mean by spank your inner moppet? I don't know. This okay. is one of those lingo things, maybe that I don't get because I'm too old. I don't know. There's also a, a reference to Joan Collins. Yes. Whatever is uh, calls you... them the Joan Collins too. Yes. That made me laugh. Yes. For those younger listeners. No, we don't have younger listeners. We already looked at our statistics. And you're all in our age bracket. You know who Joan Collins is. If you don't, you can Google it. (laughs) All right. And so then Buffy gives her the cold shoulder. Mm -hmm. That should be the name of the episode. Buffy and the cold shoulder. Mm -hmm. She is giving it to serving it to everyone. And then Cordelia is Cordelia-napped. That's what I wrote. Cordelia-napped? Yes. I wrote Cordy-napped. Okay. I wrote C-napped. But... (laughs) You know what we mean. And then they drop her in some random place. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Jenny's there too. Yep. Knocked out. I was like, okay, so when Cordelia gets dumped on the floor and she sees this person lying on the floor with a hair like that. Right. Are you going to run over and wipe the hair away from that person's face and see? I'm like, I would be like, what if that's another monster or vampire? I don't know. Are you going to be? I mean, I guess. That was very that was very caring of Cordelia. She she has she's got the streak. Yep, she got a nice streak. She does. All right. Uh, Buffy's in the cemetery. She sees the whole. Yep, yep. Bolt again. Not good. Not good. We get Foster is out. Yeah, we get mm. to the you know that that weird lounge area yeah. again. Yeah. Giles, Willow, and Xander. She's possessed. <laughs> why she's being such a bitce bitka a bitka that's like one of the, the lines bitka. that bitka. Has, have stuck with me over the years i like that one <sighs> yeah so i mean they're saying like you know what, what the hell's going on with her why is she being so mean yeah and then she walks up yep she hears it yep and she just tells them they're gonna bring him back and oh man Childs uses a word i don't know that i've ever heard before revivification okay Revivification. I think there's an extra syllable in there because the the subtitles only had revivication. He said revivification. Vivica foxication. Yes. Revivification. I'm gonna look that up. Re. Vivification. Is it a word? I know. Um. Vivisection. 
Why not with like Viv means revivification, like, bringing okay. again into activity and prominence. Okay, I know like Viv is like life. means like life. Yeah, like, in vivo. I remember from school. Yeah, in in the body. So yeah, so they're revivifying him back. They're revivifying. Um, did we talk about? Um, can we talk about Principal Snyder and Giles having little their little talk? And Snyder's like. There's some things I could just smell. It's like a sixth sense. And Giles goes, oh, that's one of the five. Yes, I like that. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and he isn't in for Buffy. He's kind of in for all of them. But yeah, Buffy too, yeah. Expulsion, jail. No, just a little hint of jail. Just a little, that's true, that's true. <laughs> She's not fully ready for jail yet. But yeah, he's, he's kind of his eye on her. He's not wrong. No. She's trouble. Mm-hmm. All right, and then I wrote down there in the library, but I didn't write down any notes for that, so it mustn't have been a very interesting scene to me. Uh, rock through the window. Oh yeah, the stunt rock. Yeah, <laughs> which comes right into Buffy's hands. <laughs> yep. yep. That was a big rock. Yes. Where do you suppose they got that rock? That's not like a pebble that you find out. I mean, you got to like. That's true. That was That's like true. a half a boulder. Look for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cordelia's watch tied around it, love yeah. with the note. Yep. Come to the bronze before it opens, where we make her a meal. And then Xander said, they're going to cook her dinner. Oh, Xander. <laughs> so Buffy says, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. She can't, yep. she can't take care of them, save the day, everything. And Thanks. Yeah, goes off. And she runs into Angel. Sure, of course she does. Why are you riding me? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to talk to him. No. And then they go in, and there's a, a girl there that's supposed to be Cordelia, but is not. And she recognizes that right away. Mm-hmm. And then this girl, do you think those teeth were prosthetic? Like, that giant mouthpiece she's wearing? Like, her gums and teeth protruded they from are, her ma- yeah. like a koi fish. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. i got to look that actress up because, man, they were really pronounced. They were out there, yeah. Yeah, so she then she realizes it's a trap. Yep. But not a trap for her. No. And then the rest of them get uh, attacked in the library. Yep. That was it. Because they, they realize that it's not... You know, Buffy thought it was the ritual involved her because she was closest to him, but it was really who was closest physically who was when there, he died. When it happened, and right. She was up on the roof. Yep. And they were all right around him. Yep. So, so we go back to the warehouse. And they're all suspended over the skeleton. Mm-hmm. And Giles is so tall and so much taller than the rest of them that his hands are brushing up against the skeleton. Mm-hmm. And then um, Buffy says, I'm going to kill them all. Yes. Uh, and... Actually, could we go back for a second? Yes. I, I have something I wanted to ask you about. When she's back at the bronze and uh, she, you know, she yanks off the cross, does that break? I feel like she does that a lot. Does that break the chain? Is there some kind of chain where you can just pull it like that? No. It will never break the chain. Sorry. It's hung. Can you you could yank a chain off like that, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I did thought I think it was cool how she shoved it in the, the vampire's mouth. That was she pretty got, good. She got past those big teeth and gums. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> I thought she was gonna just put it on her forehead right. or something. I was like, ooh, that's pretty clever. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Now we're back in the warehouse. All right, so we're at the warehouse, they're swinging over the skeleton. She mm-hmm. decides she's gonna kick some butt. Yep. And she <laughs> I thought it was funny when like one of them explodes and she's just standing there in the lineup. Of the other vamps, and they're all just kind of looking at each other, like, <laughs> "What are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and I did notice that when the leader vampire he screams, mm-hmm. you know, and they're attack, the screams are less liony 
Like in season one, the vampire screams were just lion roars. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so they definitely did better here. That was more like a scream, less like a lion roar. So that was good. Big fight. Big fight. She she basically could kick all their butts, mm-hmm. except for when the lead vampire comes back in and goes, "Enough!" I never I, I never understand that <laughs> yeah. in battle scenes where someone comes in and yells, "Enough!" Why you would stop? Right. Like you got one more vampire to kill, just kill him, mm-hmm. and then take on the leader. Colin ran away. You only have two more guys. You already kicked butt. Ah, uh, all right. So she stops. He yells, but. She, she takes them out anyway. She yeah. takes them out two at a time. Mm-hmm. She stakes one and Double burns stake. the other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, rescue all the friends. That's great. Uh-huh. Um, and then we're back to school. Oh, no, we're now. not back to school. She picks up the sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. She picks up the sledgehammer and works out her issues. Yeah, absolutely. Smashes the, the, the skeleton to bits. Mm-hmm. Although, not completely. Not completely. And she doesn't do anything with them. Because at the end, they're still there. And yeah. so I, in my head, I still have the, the issue, like, why aren't you scattering that nope. stuff to the wind? I agree. All right. Now we're back to school. Now we're back to school. She's back to pastel. Mm-hmm. She's worked it out. All right, so that green thing around her shoulders, it wasn't <laughs> tight. Like, what was that? I don't know. And okay. I have a picture of that, too. All right. This I'm will... standing in front of my TV a lot this time. And also, she's wearing an upside-down cross. Really? Well, it looks like it. Okay, I'm going to share this to you. Okay. This will be posted on either our Facebook or Instagram. These then... at the Sunnydale Diaries. Yeah, look. Like, what is that? Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not Angel's Cross. It's not. I wouldn't say it's upside-down, though. It's more okay. like almost like a like a perfectly, like a, what am I trying to say? Like a plus sign. Yes. All right. Yeah. Not necessarily a Christian cross. Right. All right. I got you. But yeah, All that right. was very confusing to me because, like, it doesn't look like it, it wasn't a, it, like a sweater. Like it was sewn together. I know. Yeah. I wanted the same. I was like, well, she can't take that off and put it on like a sweater. So is it just a decorative thing? thing I guess. I don't know. I didn't get it either. Okay. Not 90s fashion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Perplexing. And she's, like, walking in the class all timidly. There's a empty desk next to Willow and Xander and of course they are They're not even going to talk it out. They're just going to start anew Mm -hmm. and then we get the happy upbeat uh, piano guitar music. It's all happy now. Are we bronzing tonight? Are we bronzing tonight? And then um, and then we see Johnny Collin and all he says is I hate that girl. Yep. And then I wrote but the skeleton remains are all still there. Why can't he sweep them up and give it another go? Right. Maybe you need a full skeleton. Maybe he would just come back like, like a, maybe just like a toe. Like, what are you gonna do? With just a master. I don't toe? know the rules. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> uh, how many stakes would you give this one? Two. Whoa. Okay. It was just okay. It was just okay. It was just okay. All right. I'll go two and a half. All right. Like I said, not my uh, not my favorite season opener. I didn't like her being such a jerk. Yeah. If there, I mean, I understand what, like, why they, like, what they were trying to show. She's she, traumatized. Yeah, she died. But you know, talk to your friends. Yeah. Don't right? don't bottle it up. Don't bottle it up. <laughs> Advise the two people that are on antidepressants, <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of the world. Don't bottle it up. Uh, did you have a favorite line? I think I said them. The um, the <laughs> we're friends of your bosom oh, was ahead. pretty good. 
and um the uh the, that i can smell like a sixth sense and that actually that's one of the five that was pretty good mm. okay I, I think it was uh xander's they're gonna cook her dinner <laughs> oh, xander any other thoughts all right so compared to the season one premiere Oh, I liked it more than the season one premiere. Okay. Because really nothing happened in the season one premiere because it was so much like just getting to know the Very characters. Yeah, now we know them. And so it was, it was better. Yeah. More going on. Okay. Any last thoughts before we close out? Uh, no, except I'm anxious to see now what happens between Xander and Willow if they keep moving down that path and he wisens up. Oh, you're anxious to see. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Thanks Drop for the exclusive. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this uh, first episode of season two. If you can, please leave us a rating or review. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at the Sunnydale Diaries at gmail.com or visit our website, the Sunnydale Diaries.com. You want to tell them about the socials, Melanie? Check us out on the socials. We're pretty much everywhere except for X. Yep. Threads, Instagram, Facebook, Discord. If you need the... Reddit. If you need the Discord server link, it will be on our website. Okay. Um, We're happy to hear from anybody who wants to write to us. Mm -hmm. Send us your thoughts, your ideas. Yeah. Your glowing praise. <laughs> your criticisms. We'll take them all. Sure. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with uh, episode two. Some assembly required. Yeah. See you there.